You're watching the Mondays with Midja podcast. Midja is founder and CEO of Legal Leadership, a company specializing in the leadership training and coaching of lawyers. Get set to jumpstart your week with a shot of mojo as Midja and her guests talk all things life, love and leadership. Hey, it's Monday and I'm Midja and welcome to the podcast all about life, love and leadership. Now, I'm in the studio uh, with a guest today. Always super exciting to have a guest in our studio, but when it is your bestie, it is, I don't know, next level and um, I'm super pumped, as I said, to have Megan King, who is the Director of Innovation at Methodist Ladies College here in the studio on the Gold Coast. Welcome, Megan. Thank you. Very excited to be here, excited to be uh, on your podcast and also to be on the beautiful Gold Coast. So, Megan, we've known each other for a little while. Mm-hmm. I thought we might, um, I might get you to tell the story about how we met and also we talk a lot about knowing your people. You know, I think even it, like in business when we're going for um, a new role or anything like that, um, becoming part of a new team, you know, it's that it's that culture alignment piece. Is, is are these my people? Sure. So how we met and why we're each other each other's people. Okay. <laughs> <Or peeps. laughs> All right. Great. So we need to rewind the clock about eight nine years ago, and our youngest um, children, both of our youngest children, were starting their uh, education journey, and they were both uh, two years old in the. ELC at um, a particular school and um, we headed in, so uh, both of us rushing around, very busy work lives, I think dropping off kids, picking up kids without too much interaction with other parents and uh, we both found ourselves um, and in fact with our third musketeer as well uh, at a at a Mother's Day presentation oh God, yes. and, uh, and it was a beautiful presentation and all the kids were singing a song can't remember the song, but it was very precious. And pretty much every single parent in that room pulled out the longest lens <laughs> camera you've ever seen in your life and completely and utterly just snapped away and iPadded and videoed and iPhoned and the whole thing. And I was just trying to be in the moment for a bit, mm-hmm. watching my son, and I couldn't see him. I got to see other people's cameras. I got to see other people barging and jockeying to get there. And I just had a little pan around the room and there was basically two other people that were in the same space as me just trying to look and be in the moment. And you were one of them. Yep. So I thought, hmm, this is interesting. I think I might have to go and have a chat to that person afterwards. Seems like somebody that I'd get along well with. And after that, we found out that, in fact, our uh, our beautiful Jack and Lucas were BFFs. Yeah. And they'd met each other on the first day and they'd been inseparable. And, and there we found ourselves um, looking at that. So, look, it was a great start, um, certainly understanding a little bit about each other with regard to our approach to being in the moment, being present. Mm. And I think from there, over the years, um, having different careers, yep. but always finding each other you know, great to talk to about things, mm. to, you know, um, I guess be that critical friend in a way as well. You, we all need that person who can 
sort of, you know, give you some advice, yes. good, bad and in between. Um, and they're not in your space. They're not in your professional space. Yeah. Um, but in terms of the way they think and the way they mm-hmm. operate, um, amazing to have that in your life. Absolutely. Absolutely love that. And um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know whether mine was being present or just like third child, just complete disinterest. <laughs> at that point. Okay. And I'm like, I've been enough to these things that I'm like, I'm so over this kindy Mother's Day or whatever we're singing. But um, no, I'll be with, I was present. Okay. I well, was in the moment. I, I think might have I was to thinking whether they... back then if you weren't being <laughs> present. I was. I remember, I think it was early in the morning because there was a part of me thinking, are they serving wine at this event? <laughs> Why is there no champagne? No. No champagne. No, I think it was a morning tea. Oh, I think you, it was too. You may have been given something that children prepared which you should never eat. <laughs> no, especially those kindies. Mm. Oh, my goodness. Um so you're in the innovation space, in the innovation game, in education. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know a lot of people uh, listening to the podcast or in the legal industry or in other professional services uh, or running their own business uh, as well. So I suppose maybe start with what exactly is your role? Sure. What are you there to do? What do they pay you to do? Okay, over it's a there? great question because I think a lot of people like to ask that yeah. question. And yep. I think in a school environment, um, the innovation space is obviously rapidly growing. Mm-hmm. And but you know, uh, you know, my boss was really ahead of the game in appointing this. It was an inaugural position at the beginning of 2020, looking at innovation and how we can actually impact on on pedagogy, uh, sorry, very educational word, but Mm -hmm. how we can impact on um, the life of students both whilst they're at school and also preparing them. So for me, the innovation space in schools is very much about schooling of the future Mm -hmm. and the workplace of the future. So, you know, we've um, we've got our Gen Zs, that, yep. are, that are still in school at the moment, and now we've got our Gen Alphas coming through. Yeah. These are very our different. Boys are alphas. Yeah, they're Alphas. Yeah. So I have a Z and an Alpha, yes. um, as do you, but mm. I think it's really interesting um, the Alphas and, and the world that they're going to go into, you know, their Generation Glass, yep. um, and devices are just an extension of their limbs. Mm-hmm. Um, so how do we actually prepare from a school environment, what do we look at in a school environment to prepare them for what they're going to be faced for in the workforce? And I'm sure you've heard, I mean, all of these jobs and these industries that don't even exist yet are what we need to prepare them for. So how do you actually do that? Well, you know, that's a tricky question and certainly an industrial um, style of education is not going to prepare them. Cut it. It's not going to cut it. And so... What do you do? So from an innovation perspective, and look, it is a buzzword and you need to be careful of that, mm. but it's your definition of it, regardless of the industry that you're in. Mm-hmm. How do you define innovation for your specific context? Um, and it will look different. For me, innovation can be many, many things. Mm-hmm. So you can look at something um, that's happening in your business or in your school in my context and say, look, there's some fantastic programs. These are amazing. But they just need a little tweak. They might okay. be just something small that mm-hmm. I need to change up, yep. whether or not that's about some student advocacy, um, whether or not that's about our staff advocacy and how they're actually involved in the decision-making process. That might be just something small that we're changing about a program, but it completely, uh, you know, it is an innovation for sure, and then right through to radical innovation. You know, you, and yep. you've got everything on the spectrum that happens um, with regard to innovation. 
For me, I think there's definitely been a combination of things that have meant that it's been successful. But certainly in my industry, um, it has been something that has you need to give people time. Right. So I often refer to it as a toe dip. We need to dip yes. our toes in. You know, mm-hmm. we need to just have a little bit of a think about it. Um, we need to give people a chance to to know what it is. Um, and it's sort of innovation, change management, similar in a way. Yes. You know, what is the vision? Why? Why are we doing this? Mm-hmm. Because if people don't understand the why, they are never going to follow. Yeah, And absolutely. I think that's a huge part of what I do is thinking about the vision and working with other leaders to think about the strategic intent. Mm-hmm. And schools are businesses. So what is the yes. strategic intent what is it that we want to achieve and how are we going to step that out? So you have, you know, you've got to have your um, vision. Um, you need to then have um, the incentives. Why would people want to get involved in this? Mm-hmm. You need to resource it. You need to think about how you're actually going to prepare people to be successful with this change. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but you need to have an action plan. Yeah. And I think that that is a huge thing in every business. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we confuse innovation by thinking it's snapping off a quick tech idea or, you know, it's an yeah, ad hoc plug in. Plug in Let's or, get a plug in and do this. Yeah, yeah. and it's not about that at all. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it really is very much about improving and enhancing what might be otherwise awesome already, but we can mm. always keep moving forward. So, as I said, in my context, it's about future proofing. Um, for our students mm. so that they are absolutely ready for the world of work that they're going to face, which is su- it's really different. Um, keep in mind mm. that this generation coming through, which we all know the stats, and I'm probably not going to get them quite right, but something like 16 jobs across five different industries in their lifetime. Wow. At the moment, that's what we're, we're hearing. And, I mean, it's no longer a case of when you're in year 10 and your careers counsellor says to you, what do you want to do when you grow up? I remember getting a huge book. I got a huge book in high school with all the jobs in it, so from A and then like botanist and <laughs> biologist, you know, and then I marked like the lawyer page and that like you just chose from a book. And that's it. And that's what I did and I <laughs> chose teaching. Yes. And we had friends that chose nursing and we had friends mm-hmm. that chose accounting and we had chat. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And that is not the case anymore. Mm. And so how do we actually help young people be prepared for that? For me, it comes back to all the time knowing your values. Yes. Knowing yeah. yourself. Um, what what excites you? What what are the mm. what are the things that you're exploring at school? For me, and whether in in for other people within your business, what is it that gives you genuine joy? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's funny. Uh, I talk to my husband about this and say he he will say to me, "I know when you've been working on one of the projects that you love because of the tone of your voice." Right. So yes. he'll say, "I know when it's been a day where you've been a bit bogged down in operations mm-hmm. because you sound different." Yes. Like, ah, oh, that's so true. Mm-hmm. How do I know? So how do we teach young people to listen to themselves yeah. and to understand those values and those passions and, and how are they going to create um, what I would, and look, this is a, a certainly an MLC turn of phrase and also a fabulous young entrepreneur that I work with, so business name, but I would say how do we create a purposeful future? Yes, yeah. 
I, I love that, you know, a couple of points there around, um, you know, that purpose, that why piece, you know, so important, you know, not just the innovation or change for the sake of it, but mm. what are we actually trying to create here through this? Mm. You know, what's the transformation piece we're trying, like if, if we're here, where are we trying to get to and how can we think differently and get into that creative, innovative space in order to get where we want to be? Mm. Um, and then, yeah, get the buy-in around that. So people go, okay, well, what's in it for me uh, around that? Um, and it was Gary, I think on Gary V's feed on Instagram, I think yesterday or this morning when I was having a look, he talked about um, uh, like the boredom space and he's like, um, when we're bored or lazy. No, he was talking about laziness. It wasn't boredom, it was laziness. And he was like, you know, kind of, yeah, don't be too hard on yourself if you're lazy. He goes, it's, it's such great insight for you because if we're not motivated to do something, if you're feeling lazy, if you're feeling stuck or whatever, think about, well, what is it about this piece of work or, what, or this day or whatever it is that I got no mojo with this? And then... Compare that to the days or the work you do at school or the subject or, or, the, or the type of learning you're doing where you're like in flow or whatever. Absolutely. You and, and, and get younger, you know, our, our, our young people to, to really recognise that. I know for me like speaking and stuff at school and, and, and being able to do that, it just lit me up. Like I was just so excited to do it. And if I can make a career then from speaking and from that, my thoughts and speaking them and doing that, being able to articulate that for others, that's that's a job, that's a life. And it's powerful because, yeah. you know, you're going to bring that energy and that excitement into what you're doing. Yeah. I think if, you know, and think about it from the other perspective. So you, we were lucky. We both made those choices mm. perhaps, but a lot of perhaps people that are ex-gen may mm -hmm. not have. Yes. And, and it's a long life to be doing something that doesn't bring you joy. Um, mm -hmm. I love what I do. I love what I do every day. I'm excited about it. And I want to make sure that young people know that that's a future that they can create for themselves. And that might change, mm. you know, over time. So what are the sorts of skills? Yeah. How do we innovate within a pretty packed curriculum? So those of you that are in education would know that. You know, you're very much bound by a lot of rules with curriculum and whatnot. But how do we actually, it's about the way we teach. So are we focusing on content or are we focusing on skills? Mm. It has to be about skills. Yes. And I would say it, everything needs to be about a strength switch. Yeah. So what are we thinking about? How are we focusing on our strengths and drawing those out from whatever activity that we're doing? Um, but I want to go back to what you were just saying about um, Gary's feet. And, and let's think about that concept of boredom, yep. right? These days nobody's ever bored, mm. right? Everything's filled. You got Your kids have got 40,000 sports on and... 800 co-curriculars and everybody's running around <laughs> like lunatics, you know. Where's the time for them to create? Yeah. Where's the space for you to think? Mm -hmm. And I know for me, I always build in time to reflect and think because that's where your best ideas come from. Yeah. You know, where are you creating a time, like we were just saying earlier, where's your friend's who professionally and personally challenge you to create, mm. 
And I think that that's something, um, yeah, worth exploring in every industry. Uh, and it's something leaders talk to me a lot about. Business owners, they're like, Midge, number one thing I would want is just time to stop the doing and just to think, mm-hmm. to think about my business, to think about what next. As you said, to think about what the strategy is moving forward. They go, i got no time to think, you know, and and I think, you know, then – you know, we look at the last few years and we've got people working from home. We don't even have, you know, the the space between work and home to kind of decompress and and to and to think about the day we've had and and to tell ourselves, well, what happened there? How am I going to? Um, There's no second space, that. let alone a third space. Yeah, that's Where you, right. Where's your thinking time? Like, yeah, mm. and. And then, yeah, another week goes by and another month and another year and then another year um, without the space. And this is the same, you know, in, in my space, like people are like, you know, we don't have time for a strategic day off-site or we don't, you know, or retreat or this or that. And you can see things just like, can you just come in and do an hour? And yeah. It's like, well, I can. I mean... Sure, you pay me. I can do it. Is it is it is it really going to yield the results we want? Absolutely. Is it going to get us into that space that we actually need to be in? Yeah. Well, no. You can't afford to not do that. Yeah. I mean, but we all feel that. I know that there's a particular group that I'm in. Um, another awesome podcast, by the way, mm. Ed Leaders. <laughs> oh, Ed but, Leaders. Um, okay, cool. I, you know, I go to a group that they created and, you know, every time it comes around, I think, oh, I'm so busy today, I've got a rush, and da, 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 mm. all the things that we think. And every time I walk away, I'm inspired, mm. I'm excited, I've had a chance to really unpack some thinking, um, I've had a chance to speak to other educational leaders who challenge me, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking, yeah, okay, it was really worth my time and I really value that. And I think... They're the things that we all need yep. to think about. We, we, we must create that time. Yep. Otherwise, there will be no strategic thinking. Yep. Um, and then we're just basically putting lids on pots. Yeah. And, and, um, and that, that, that thinking time just adds so much value to every other hour of that day or that week. Mm. And, you know, I, I try and challenge people around, you know, what did you actually, what have you done today that, has actually added value. You know, apart from the emails and this and that or the other, but tell me around, yeah, like what's connected with strategy, with values, with mission, with how did you step into that space? Um, and it's just the, yeah, I was busy, but I'm not sure doing what, I don't know. But well, I was that's like, my head cut off. <laughs> So that's what I guess I'm saying. If people think that they don't know what innovation is, that's what innovation is. Mm. To give yourself some space and some time to whether or not it is make those tweaks or make a radical change or bring in something really exciting and new. So for me, it is often working with young entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. It's working with people in social enterprise. um, It's now extended to working with corporates and universities and TAFEs and, and getting that whole community together to challenge each other and to create um, something really special for our students. Mm. Uh, and that's been really, really exciting. And then what that's then helped me bring in in terms of programs 
have been some pretty huge innovations. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love that. But that whole entrepreneurial mindset, um, and I've heard somebody else talk about this and I totally agree, we're not trying to say we're going to create, everybody's going to become an entrepreneur. That's not mm. what it's about. It's about how do I think like an entrepreneur. Yes. And for me, I run a couple of programs where the students actually get into groups and work through design thinking challenges. We partner up with some big corporates. Um, we do some great work with some, with some young entrepreneurs, actually Queensland-based um, group, um, give them a little plug um, called BOP, um, doing amazing work with Scott Miller, um, run a big festival with him as well, another plug for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I find that when I'm working in that space, not only am I really inspired, but I think I'm creating great opportunities for our students to become what we often refer to as an intrapreneur. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I talk, a lot, I talk to leaders about this, this kind of the mindset and the skill set of people working within corporate or within organisations and, so and, and what we want from our future kind of leaders um, within sort of, a, uh, you know, an organisation. We have to, and that's that's the whole point. That's what an innovation education is about. Mm. It is about creating young people who are agile thinkers, um, who are capable of collaboration. Mm. Now, you know, that's really tough for some people, you know, particularly, you know, when you have very highly intelligent people. Um, collaboration is, is a skill you need to learn. Mm-hmm. So you need to learn collaboration. You need to learn agility. You need to learn creativity in exactly the same way, well, not exactly the same way, but certainly you need to spend enough, the same amount of time that you would learn chemistry or that you would learn, yes. you know, uh, economics. Is that, or that, that you would skill learn thing, as you were saying. Absolutely. It's a skill thing. Um, my kids are trying to convince me that um, that's what online gaming is doing for them, is oh. building collaboration. And, and, I, and I listen, like, you know, our youngest boys, and I listen. And, and sometimes I'm a bit harsh on it or whatever is. I think lots of my generation parents kind of are, are like, you're on this again, you're doing that, whatever. And But then now I've started to like listen and like Tom will say, he goes, listen to what they're talking about though. Like they're, they're strategically going, right, Absolutely. you do this, you do that. No, 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 no. Okay. And there's this, there's this collaboration and this strategy going on. Um, even from my youngest, some of the language, I'm like, excuse me. <laughs> that I don't like so much. But they're, they're, it's collaboration. It's an interesting right. thing. And there's, there's, and I poo poo on it sometimes. I'm, tr- yeah. I'm trying to see it a bit differently. We, we, I yeah. think you should because yeah. the reality is esports is huge. Esports is coming yeah. to the Olympics, yeah. but there is a lot to esports. It's not just about um, gaming. Uh, there's a there's a group called the Fuse Cup based in Queensland. Oh, yes, I've heard of that. Amazing, yeah, the doing yep. amazing work. And yep. um, I'm partnering with them at the moment. We're now, um, which I think is super exciting to be in a girls' school that's running esports competitions. But it is very much about digital citizenship, um, safe um, online practices. Um, I mean, they partner with Kids Helpline. They're part, you know, there's, yeah. they're doing some really great work in that space. So, again, I agree. A lot of the Gen Xs are, yeah. ah, what are they doing? But, you know, ha- have a little bit of a delve. and a, I, I love that you've had a deep dive there and listen yeah. because the collaboration and the skills that they are learning are pretty incredible. And then... Mm. Are they transferable? Because as soon as we've got some some transferable skills there, it's it's pretty powerful. 
Absolutely. So I wanted to get your take on, you know, because um, uh, most of the leaders stuff I'm working with, you know, Generation X, Generation Y. Yes. And they are not, well, they just, they're cons- they don't know what to do with Maybe the alphas kind of starting to come, that are going to come through. Mm-hmm. They're the owners of the business, so they're owning the law firm or the, or whatever. Um, and I, I just don't think like they don't know how to prepare. And there's also a, a heightened kind of fear around. Well, traditionally we want to train people and kind of nail them to the desk so that they're just going to stay. Yeah. And so when you say like 14 jobs and, and five different um, industries and yeah. that, I hear um, owners of businesses going, ah, well, what, like what? So that what they're going to come and go and they they're going to recruit more and then you they're going to train more. <laughs> and like, and so a little around, you know, um, as owners of the business or leaders of the business, how to create, mm-hmm. I suppose, a, a, a model or a, what the strategy is to be able to harness that talent, use it while it's there, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Firstly, I would say don't be scared of it. Yeah. Okay. okay so intergenerational, um, it's on my notes that I haven't had to use yet, so that's, that's been <laughs> fun. But intergenerational collaboration to me is absolutely so powerful. So I mentioned before Bob, so um, Scott, who is the CEO of Bob, and I do lot of work together. Scott is 22. Mm-hmm. Um, I am an undisclosed figure <laughs> that is not 22. Um, and we may be celebrating sh- a big birthday no, soonish. No talking about that. Um, but what I find is, I mean, there is that intergenerational collaborations that we do mm. are incredible. And we've just run a huge educational festival together. Mm-hmm. We're about to do another one in November. Um, and one of the things that we talk about when we work together is there is no alpha in this. So mm. we both have very different skill sets, mm-hmm. incredibly different skill sets. Mm-hmm. But that's awesome. Yes. So, you know, one steps forward and takes over one aspect of of the business and what's happening in that while the other one steps back and vice versa and it moves mm. and it flows. Um, you know, I, I, we joke about it. I've been banned off the Canva account because every time it gives me access, I delete whole pages by accident. That's okay. You know, and, and, I, and I think you, they're the things that I would say to business. Mm. Don't be afraid of that. You know, um, the smartest people employ people that are smarter than them. Yeah. Um, the, you know, it's absolutely incredible to get, and not only that, um, about intergenerational, but I would say really diverse thinking. Mm. Nobody wants a whole team of people that are pale imitations of oneself. Yes. You know, you really need to have people that will challenge your thinking, mm-hmm. and that's how you actually grow. Um, mm. For me, if that's a, as a school leader or for for your other listeners as a business yep. leader, um, you need people that are diverse, that think differently than you, and you need to be open to listen to that. Mm. You don't have to always agree. Yes. And yep. that's the other thing I would say. Um, disagreeing with somebody doesn't need to be combat. Yes. Right? Yeah. Absolutely. So as a leader and as a business owner, when you have young people and you're working with young people and they're disagreeing with you, you know, you've got to kind of shake off that, oh, respect your elders. And when I was I'm the, your <laughs> age. <laughs> the the boss I... told me to do that. I would have done it in five seconds. It, 
that doesn't it's not helpful yeah um, not helpful build trust mm. get to know them respect each other yes for your strengths go back to that strength switch mm-hmm. understand what each person can bring in mm. to the team and respect that yeah. ultimately the business owner the leader of the school whoever yeah. they bear the responsibility sure yes. so sometimes they need to make a decision and that's that yeah but there's many other times when that collaborative thinking and that you know shared brainstorming and is is so powerful absolutely so out of everything we've spoken about i know we've spoken about like innovation and leadership and education um top tips from you around as you said it, it is a sort of a buzzword sure actually even in the car this morning did you hear when that client rang and they talked to me about their um their leadership group there mm. was a chief innovation officer absolutely and i'm starting to hear that more now you know we've got marketing we've got finance we've got you know people and culture oh and innovation it's like oh now Everywhere. Everywhere. Most exec teams have got now uh, a chief innovation officer. And there's some great, there's some absolutely fantastic people in that space. I would say, though, um, and, of course, this is stolen from many people and lots of ideas and so much reading that I do and and podcasts that I listen to, but I would say four things, and and I think that these are things that you probably do all the time yourselves and so many people would. Number one, be real. Yeah. Be real. Don't be anyone else. We got that. Don't be anyone else. (laughs) Everyone else is taken. Only be yourself. So be real. Yep. Number two, be relatable. Yeah. Let people know you. Yep. Find out who they are, but Mm -hmm. let them know you. So Mm -hmm. be relatable. Be curious. You don't know everything. You know, you don't. (laughs) I'm so sorry. You don't know everything. I don't know everything. Be curious. Mm. Find out. I talk a lot to leaders about being like anthropologists. Yes. You know, just going, going, oh, isn't that? Wow. Okay. Okay. That's, you know, so if someone gives you some feedback or you're in a meeting and someone reacts in a certain way to go, oh, Ask why did you react that way? Yeah. What you're gonna? You, that's how you are going to learn, and yeah. you are going to innovate. So yes. you okay, know because you you are going to. And finally, for me, yep. it is be connected. Mm. Okay, so you know we've talked about it. Be present. Be connected. Be in that moment in time with people. Don't be that person that when someone comes into your office that you're just still writing your email at the same time as you're listening to them only with one ear. Yes. Um, you know, be be truly connected to what you're doing um, at that time or whom you're with. And I think that they, for me, they are my four things that I really work, I'm, I'm working on and certainly not perfect at, but mm. um, trying really hard with. I love that. I love that. Um, now... We've got to the part of the podcast, which everyone knows is now the love section of the podcast. Now, Meg is like rolling her eyes because she's obviously, you know, as a friend has just lived through all this love life journey with me and um, the past, what, how many years have I been single? Six or seven years that I've been out there dating and stuff. Why are you giving me that look for? Longer than that, I think. Sorry. Don't tell me that. <laughs> I'm I just saying six or seven years of being single. 
Um, and I've, I'm putting out there in the universe that this is my year for big love. Okay. I just, I feel like I'm in a good space. I don't know whether you feel like I'm in a good space, but I, I, I don't know. I feel like, like, this is my time. I'm ready for someone. Now, okay. No, we're going to, firstly, let's, I ask, I'm going to talk about your love story first. Okay. And then you can talk to me about what my love story is going to be, right? <laughs> All right. Your love story, Megan. My love story. My love story is so beautiful. It is. I love so, it. So, so cool. I met my husband, in fact, when I was very young, um, <laughs> via families and sport and whatnot. And um, so he was a part of my life, you know, just as a friend and a fam- part of our family, I think, for many, many years. Um, well, not many, many years, but for for quite a few years before we decided it when I was 18 that we, um, we, were, we were quite in love with each other. So from 18 years old, I know wow. I have been with my husband. Um, I was married by the time I was 22. And we have been, and now I can't tell you how how many years we've been married because then it answers the other question. <laughs> All right, yeah, 26 years. I mean, 26 years married. And look, I think for me, our love journey has been, you know, like lots of people, we, we, we've been through loads. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, we've moved many times. Um, you know, we've had so many different things in our life. We were married for a long time before we had children and, and that was a that's a different podcast. Um, <laughs> you know, but certainly lots of challenges there. But, you know, we now have our beautiful boys and our which which just gives us such great joy. But lots and lots of challenges along the way. And the one thing that we always found and we are, by the way, polar opposites. Mm. We are so different. We're so different in every way. <laughs> um, and so I always think, oh my goodness, like when all of us are all together and he's just like, wow. So loud. Okay, this is a lot. Mm. <laughs> and, you know, but yet he loves that. He loves that about yes. me. He always um, backs me and always, um, you know, make sure, like just saying little things, I'm proud of you and mm. I admire you. Yeah. And I think, you know, I think that that's, that is a true love story because there'll be lots of challenges for everybody. Yeah. But to uh, perhaps and in the small things, you might be really different and make really different mm. decisions. We always make the same or we always have the same opinion about the big decisions. Mm. I love yeah. the way because, you know, obviously I'm around a lot and I hear phone conversations or whatever, and especially when you're in cars and answering phones and that. And, yeah, the I'm proud of you. That, and I'm like, okay. So after all that time together, still for him to say that and, and, yeah. and be in that space. Um, and I, I really love the, and it's probably not a story you want to share, but the, I think it's a Kentucky story, but uh, around that is that he lets you be you. Yes. You know what I mean? So, and you know, you've, you've seen when I've dated men who have not, liked me being me so that leads us straight into my (laughs) advice for you and and it is it is my advice for you nine years ago it is my advice to you now and it will be my advice to you in the future oh god (laughs) is always the same if somebody doesn't love you for who you are every single last bit of you Mm. they are not for you 
So yeah. if if your big love is coming, mm-hmm. it is going to be somebody that absolutely loves everything that you are. And as you know, we laugh. Yeah. Oh, now that you've revealed some of mine, I'm going to reveal some of yours. Um, we laugh that people can be so different. So mm. I'm obviously staying with you at the moment. Mm-hmm. Our houses look really different. <laughs> right? So loosey goosey at the fishes. There's not a whole lot of uh, domestic duties going on. It's, yeah, it's, uh, it's a loose ship that okay. I run with the Fisher household. And King Central is a very well-oiled <laughs> machine, machine, and it is a very very tidy show. So you know, but that's okay because you love no. me for <laughs> for the way I like everything ordered and mm-hmm. and whatnot, and I love you for the way you are. And somebody who comes into your life needs to love every last bit of you. Mm. The fun side, the serious side, the intellectual side, mm-hmm. the reflective side. If they don't love all of that, they're not for you. Yeah. So, you know, you just got to... there's been a, a lot not for me, Megan. Well, that's okay. That's okay. We're just... We're just that's okay. He's that, out there. He's out there. And I think the other thing about it is is that, um, you know, I wouldn't just think that it's one person that you're ever going to get your love from because yeah. you have so much to give. You have go, You have so many people that you can get your love from as well. Mm. So I think that's important. Mm. We don't just only rely on one person. Mm-hmm. And sorry to get super philosophical here, but maybe your big love is yourself. Oh, oh sorry. <laughs> it's going to be like the last episode for the year. Oh. Like, and she didn't find big love <laughs> out there. She found it in herself. Well, look. <laughs> You do, you know that's true. If you don't love you, yeah, ain't f- no one else yeah, going to. But I feel like I don't know. But for me, I've I do feel like I'm really in that space in the last few months. I just feel like I'm not really in love with myself, but I feel like I'm in a good space. Like I feel like I'm loving where I'm at, who and I that's am. All it is, and it's what like it's. Yeah. I don't know. There's been a shift for me. But let's think about that messaging. You know, you're a mother of a of a fantastic young woman Mm -hmm. um you know and certainly for me my influence out there with with young women is Mm -hmm. we are all very different and we have to love um every aspect of ourselves and there's lots of things everybody wants to change always about themselves of course yeah but again think about your strengths Mm. what is it you've got to offer people yeah you know and love that and and i guess demonstrate that to young women Mm. um that None of us are perfect, mm-hmm. but there's a whole lot to love. Yeah. And and just how, you know, I see it, you know, when I'm in that, in that frame of mind and when I'm putting it out there, like people will talk to me and say to me, I hate using the word contagious, especially during our COVID period, but they say like seeing that in you, it, it makes them feel good about themselves. You know, when, they, when they're around someone that feels that way, yes, it's wonderful for you, but I find with interactions with other people, people are like, it's, I, I don't know what it is, but there's something like, I like this. You know? That's that's because you're putting out really great energy yeah. and everyone wants to be around somebody that's, you know, exuding energy as opposed to energy vampires. <laughs> the dementors, <laughs> as I call them. Yeah. You know, so if you're putting out that positive energy and it's real, remember, yes. it's got to be yeah. real. Yes, yeah. It can't be put on energy. Yeah. It's got to be real. And yeah. then 
you can't not be impacted positively by that. Yeah, absolutely. So there you go. So maybe the messaging is your big love may or may not be someone else. It's not really going to keep me warm at night, Megan, and um, Mm. do other things that I need done. But anyway, I can't go there. We'll see. We've still got a few. We've still got a few months left in 2022. Okay. And we've got to keep the podcast going. So I still need, you know, more love advice. And all right, so I'm going to write that love, that dating book one. I'm going to write that. Okay, good. I just have to be ready to share some of the dating details. Mm. Mm. Everybody <laughs> like me loves to read those books, though. Yeah. Because it's you know it's important for us to know what life What's is going like. On. Yeah. <laughs> So you can feel very in real smug world. in your own it's wonderful cer- relationship. It's certainly not smugness. It's <laughs> just actually understanding. It's curiosity. Curiosity. <laughs> we come back to that. We come back to that. All right, Megan, we have our um, message from the universe uh, okay. that you open up. Oh, I've good. got two boxes. I've got uh, Carpe Diem or Trust Your Crazy Ideas. Which box will oh, give you your message? Totally no competition. Trust your crazy Crazy ideas. ideas. All right. Let's, oh, oh, we've dropped the box. That's okay. Well, we don't have, we've only got three left in that box, so that's okay. Middle Uh, one. Middle one. And she's opening up the front. Chooses it. So I have to go like this. Yeah, just like, this is cool. Pop it open. And that's some message from the universe that you need to hear. Do I read it? Yes. Creativity (laughs) makes a leap then looks to see where it is. Mason Cooley. I think I'm going to have to think on that. Well, well, I think there's a bottle of champagne with our name on it a bit later on this okay. afternoon. All right. So I say we go a deep dive on that <laughs> with awesome. our Moet a little bit later on. Beautiful. Um, Megan, where can people... Find you, chat to you, apart from, you know, my place or, yeah, you know, like yes, a, yes, a, a yes, wine yes. bar with me. But um, where can people find you, connect? Best LinkedIn, place. LinkedIn is always really great. Yep. Um, so and some of the stuff you're doing, you want to kind of... Yeah, so doing lots of work in, obviously, the innovation space. So mm-hmm. as I think I mentioned a little bit earlier, we just um, ran our... Uh, we just had our East Coast Festival, mm-hmm. Um that's why I am on the Gold Coast. Um, so that uh, has just happened, but we're about to run a West Coast Festival, um, which will be in November. So you can just go on to the we'll old www.innovationandeducationfestival.com. So for people on the East Coast, uh, you can get on online tickets for that. Some amazing speakers. Jump on, have a look at the program, um, have a look at who you can engage with. If you are over on the West Coast, please come along. We've got um, keynote speakers, panellists, Master classes. Um, we'll do a on the on the. Oh, you'll love this on the west mm-hmm. coast. It's called a sundowner. Oh. It's not called a cocktail party. It's called a sundowner. 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 So we're going to have a sundowner. Super excited! I've got um, Lantran coming along. Um, if anybody's interested in the whole crypto world, she's going to be teaching mm. us all about Meta. Um, mm. So it's going to be really fun. Uh, anyway, so that's definitely coming up, well worth exploring. Um, lots of, I do obviously lots of academic writing. Not sure if anybody uh, wants to read that, but um, <laughs> there, there's some um, some great blogs on our website as well. Oh, and obviously through um, MLC's website, a lot of the work that we're doing in the spaces that we're working on with 
innovation projects, um, partnering with, as I said earlier, some social enterprises and some young entrepreneurs who are doing some incredible work. I'd love to see people getting behind those entrepreneurs. Mm. Um, you know, they are they are really special people who are passionate about what they're doing. So that would be that. amazing. Love that. All right. Well, this is. Uh an end to our podcast. I want to say a huge thank you uh, for popping in, Megan, uh, while you're uh, over this side of the coast. It's been wonderful. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, that's a wrap. We will, of course, talk to you again next week. So have a fantastic week, whatever you are up to. I'm Midja, and thank God it's Monday. Trust you enjoyed this episode of the Mondays with Midja podcast. Host Midja Fisher is a leadership expert, keynote speaker, coach and facilitator. To find out more about Midja, visit midja.com.au or follow her on Instagram at Midja Fisher. And make sure you subscribe, share and leave a review.